This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. And that's it in the air to right field. Santander's going back. He's at the wall. This one, gonna go! First grand slam of the season for the Padres comes on August 15th. It comes off the bat of Gary Sanchez. And the Padres have a 5-0 lead in the first. It took a while, but the Padres finally have a grand slam here in 2023. Gary Sanchez, the big swing in the first inning, part of a five-run first as the Padres cruise to a 10-3 win over the Baltimore Orioles here tonight at Petco Park. They even up this series at a game apiece, setting up the rubber game of this three-game set tomorrow here in downtown San Diego. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Padres scoring early. Early, scoring often, five in the first inning, two in the second, and three in the fifth inning. A lot to discuss, a lot to break down. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to come. One of the contributors here tonight, Ben Gamble, in his Padres debut, a two-run double in the fifth inning. I caught up with Ben on the field right after the game. Ben, congratulations on the win. Let's start with the defense in the first inning. You go back on that ball, playing in a park you haven't played in in a while. What was the key for you looking so comfortable out there defensively? Um, Nando was letting me know where the wall was the whole way. I was the whole way. Um, so a lot of confidence in him and you know his judgment out there. So let's go back to the at bat in the fifth inning. He throws you a slider on two two. You look ready for it. How were you able to handle that pitch? Um, yeah, I was just looking for a ball up and close to me. Um, honestly, it was probably a tick down than where I wanted to go, but um, you know, fortunately, I got barrel on it. So. You told me before the game you just wanted to win some ball games with the boys. I imagine this one felt pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Good to get that first one out of the way, and uh, you know, here's the many more. So, this building's been sold out a lot here in 2023. Your first time playing in the brown and gold here at home. What was that experience like? Oh man, it's great. You know, just really and truthfully, just happy the boys got the dub, and uh, you know, let's keep this thing rolling. Finally, Michael Waka making his first start in about a month and a half, five scoreless innings. From your perspective in right field, what did he do so well here tonight? I mean, um, just had people off balance all game. Looked like um, he was keeping him honest with the fastball and um, pretty much having his way with the changeup. Um, you know, I, I got to see him pitch once in El Paso this year and, you know, just 
continues to impress. Ben, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That was Ben Gamble right after the game. A very nice Padres debut for Ben Gamble. A really nice defensive play in the first inning. I love that. Uh, that little note, what he said at the very start of the interview, that Fernando Tatis Jr. was helping him gauge the right center field fence where it was as he went back on that ball. And I don't believe, looking it up during the game, that Ben Gamble has ever played right field here at Petco Park. So that was an impressive defensive play in the first inning. And Fernando playing center field, a, a spot where he does not play a lot too. So good stuff there in the first inning. And then Gamble uh, really breaking this game open if it wasn't already with the two-run double in the fifth inning to make it 10-3. to A great offensive day for the Padres. Hassan Kim, two for five. Fernando Tatis Jr., three for five. Manny Machado, a base hit in this game. Couple of RBIs. Gary Sanchez, like we played earlier, the big grand slam. A five-run first inning, and the Padres never look back. We have all the radio highlights for you, plus we hear from Bob Melvin when we come back. Again, the final score, Padres 10 and the Orioles 3. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 10, Orioles 3. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday evening as the Padres even up this three-game series at a game apiece. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's recap a big offensive night for San Diego. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Michael Waka, today's starting pitcher for the Padres, pitching for the first time in a month and a half. Coming off the IEL, he retired the side in order to begin the game. In the bottom half, Jack Flaherty got in trouble for the Orioles. Hassan Kim hit a leadoff double. Flaherty later issued a pair of two-out walks to Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts. That loaded the bases. Flaherty then walked Jake Cronenworth on a 3-2 pitch. That scored a run. Padres led one to nothing. The bases were still loaded for Gary Sanchez. And that's it in the air to right field. Santander's going back. He's at the wall. This one gonna go! First grand slam of the season for the Padres comes on August 15th. It comes off the bat of Gary Sanchez. And the Padres have a 5-0 lead in the first. It took a while here in 2023. I suppose worth the wait. Gary Sanchez, the grand slam, gave the Padres, like Jesse said, a 5 to nothing lead. Padres then got more in the bottom half of the second. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a one-out double. Juan Soto walked. That set things up for Manny Machado. Runners will go on 3-2. and two. Here's the pitch to Machado. That's hit in the air down the left field line. Long run. Hayes not going to get there. Now it bounces behind him. Tatis has scored. Soto's going to come in as well. Manny ends up at second base. Two more runs and a 7-0 Padre lead. 
Padres were all over Jack Flaherty. He would go just three innings here tonight. Seven runs given up. Meanwhile, Waka picked up right where he left off since going on the IL. Three scoreless innings to begin his night. The Orioles loaded the bases against him with one out in the fourth inning, but Waka struck out Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes to get out of it. Waka threw a scoreless fifth inning. He was done after five shutout innings on just 77 pitches. In the bottom half of the fifth inning, Orioles reliever Nick Vespi was on for his second inning of work. Xander Bogarts hit a one-out double. There were runners on first and third with two men away for Garrett Cooper. 1-1 to Cooper, laced into left center field, a base hit. Bogarts will come in to score. Sanchez is on his way to third base. He'll be held there. It's another double. Garrett Cooper is standing at second, and the Padres an 8-0 lead in the fifth. Then it was Ben Gamble who had a big moment in his Padres debut. Here's the 2-2 pitch. And that's it in the air to deep right field. Long way to go. Santander on the move. Looks up over his head. And it bounces over the fence for another double. Two runs will score. It's 10-0. And the Padres with six doubles in fewer than five full innings. Padres all over Jack Flaherty, and then it was Vespi out of the bullpen that gave up three runs in two innings of work, and that would be plenty for the Padres here tonight. Stephen Wilson did give up a run on three hits in the sixth inning. Scott Barlow, very, very good out of the Padres' bullpen. Two scoreless innings in the seventh and the eighth did give up one hit. And then Luis Garcia had his struggles in the ninth inning, but with a 10-1 lead... Didn't matter all that much. He would give up a home run to Austin Hayes. Two runs total on four hits in one inning of work. But Garcia shuts the door on a 10-3 win for the Padres here tonight. And again, a big story. Michael Waka in his return from the IL. Five shutout innings, three hits. He struck out five, walked one, 77 pitches. And he picked up right where he left off uh, from early July. So very good to see. And the Padres have a big offensive night. That was also great to see in this one here at Petco park let's go downstairs and hear some post-game reaction let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin presented by Sin Lee Food find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food 4665 El Cajon Boulevard the Cook's Asian resource Bob, what did you make of kind of the entirety of that first inning, the walks leading up to it, and then Gary's big hit? When, when yeah, I mean, made a really, really good pitcher work. You know, two innings, really. You know, 70-some pitches, but, you know, made him work to where, you know, Gary's up there just trying to get a good pitch to hit, not trying to do too much. A lot of stuff's away to the righties. And so someone talked to me today about last time we had a grand slam. And glad they did. <clears throat> Who? Uh... Uh, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> um, for for Waka, after being staked to that lead, is he kind of the, exactly the guy you want you want there in that spot? Yeah, I mean, really, and it has to get out of a jam. You know, we're trying to keep his pitches. I think I said 90 before 80 is what we were looking at, but you know, now now you got all of a sudden you got to go after it pretty good, even with the big lead with bases loaded to you know to keep it there. So I mean, it looked like kind of the never left I mean it was throwing 94 95 at times good change up um, you know limited pitches today in innings but looked like he did when he left how badly does a game like this one against a team like that one need to be kind of the springboard given what's happened lately <laughs> yeah we've said that a lot and we we've played games like this and then it's the follow-up that's the most important thing so but yeah I mean after what we lose four in a row or whatever it was it 
it was a must, you know, it was a well, uh, really a needed win. Is that just short of a must win? Really <laughs> no, it was, I was tongue-tied. This might have been as, as good as Barlow's looked. I know he was good in that first game. What did you see from him in, in his two innings? I think Reed and Swings really well, too. It might, you know, I think they were looking for some breaking balls, and he threw his fastball a little bit more, and they were behind some pitches. So, you know, it's, it's a guy that's always been really, really good on righties. At times, he's looked really good on lefties, too. Um, we needed two innings out of him today, which we got. And, you know, he's got a history of being a really good pitcher, a guy that's closed games. So he's an important guy for us. What was the impetus besides the big lead to go with Carpenter this time when you haven't before? I just needed to get him at bat. That's all. And I've never pulled for a guy to get a hit so hard in my life. But it was, you know, it was really difficult having sit sit around for that long and have to go up there and try to manage him at bat. It's almost impossible. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's 10-3 win for the Padres over the Baltimore Orioles. Sam Levitt back with you here inside the lofts at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Padres improved to 57-63 and with the win. Orioles dropped to 74-46. and And what you heard Bob Melvin referring to there was Matt Carpenter coming off the bench in the seventh inning. At that point, it's a 10-1 game. So the Padres, you hope, have it put away at that point. Certainly seen that way. And Matt Carpenter pinch hitting for Garrett Cooper and getting his first game action since July 24th. It had been a while he struck out, but like Bob Melvin alluded to, uh, no matter what you think about the struggles for Matt Carpenter this season, that's very, very difficult to come off the bench and uh, face a, a major league pitcher when you haven't seen major league pitching in a real game in weeks. So uh, it's tough there for Matt Carpenter, but uh, good to see him get off the bench and uh, make an appearance in this game. And uh, good on Bob Melvin for uh, getting that to happen in a game really where it could happen. Padres haven't had a whole lot of games like this where they've uh, really been in command late. And they were in command late with the help of the five-run first inning, two-run second, three-run fifth inning. And what you had to like today, Padres really got contributions, like I said earlier, up and down the lineup. Two hits from Kim, three hits from Tatis, the home run from Sanchez, the grand slam. Two hits from him. Uh, Manny had a base hit. Jose Ocar had a base hit. Some of these uh, against James McCann. Two of them against James McCann in the bottom half of the eighth inning position player pitching, but so be it. Jake Cronenworth, a base hit in this game. Uh, Garrett Cooper had an RBI hit in this game. So uh, really up and down the lineup, including Ben Gamble, who made his Padres debut. It was a team effort offensively, and what a difference 24 hours make. Uh, we did a lot of talking last night about the offense, one run on four hits, and in the pregame as well, this struggling offense really aside from Friday in Arizona. Well, they showed up in a big way here today. Now it becomes a question of can the Padres duplicate that tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. They have a lot of work to do, and we will update you on the full wild card standings. When we come back, we'll also take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We have much more to do, our nightly awards and more. As we wrap it up, again, the final score, Padres 10, Orioles 3, back after this on the Padres Radio Network. 
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as the Padres win it 10-3 over the Baltimore Orioles. Padres improved to 57-63. and They've got a lot of work to do, but hey, you're only going to get there one game at a time. And here tonight, the Padres offense showing up in a big way, a five-run first inning highlighted by Gary Sanchez's grand slam in the first inning. Uh, first Padres grand slam of the season if i would have told you back in spring training that a it would take until august 15th for the padres to hit a grand slam with the names in this offense and b it would be gary sanchez yeah gary sanchez you mean the guy that was with the yankees yeah gary sanchez how about that if I would have told you in spring training? Baseball is a, a funny game. It really, really is. And uh, that's the way it shakes out here in 2023. And so uh, the Padres cruise on to a 10-3 to win. A lot of contributions from uh, new guys here. Uh, if you want to call Gary Sanchez a new guy. Not really a new guy at this point, but somebody we did not think would likely be here at the start of the season the grand slam from gary sanchez the rbi double from garrett cooper and the two-run double from ben gamble making his uh, padres debut here tonight so very nice to see some uh some guys towards the bottom of the lineup seven eight nine sanchez cooper and gamble contribute the way they did here tonight we'll talk about michael waka's outing in just a moment so stay tuned for that we'll also take some of your phone calls here coming up in a bit 833-288-0973 in the phone number 833-288-0973. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up as well. But I want to touch on something that we talked about pregame because in the pregame, in our keys to the game, I talked about the Padres offense having to really show up in a big way because the Padres had entered here tonight losing seven of their last eight games. In those seven losses, the Padres we're averaging just 2.1 runs per game, 6 for 40 with runners in scoring position. The last five losses entering here tonight, they had scored only six runs total. So the offense in games they had lost had really been a big problem. I mean, you think about the games in Seattle, you think about uh, the game in Arizona on Sunday, Friday, I mean, they were winnable games had the offense done a little bit more, and we discussed that at the time. So now in the last nine games, the record's still not great. Padres are 2-7, and seven, including here tonight. But in the two wins, how about this? The Padres have 20 runs combined on 27 hits combined and 11 for 26 with runners in scoring position. That was Friday in Arizona and here tonight against Baltimore. So 20 runs on 27 hits in the two wins out of the last nine games. And like I said, they've only scored 2.1 runs per game. I'd have to look up the total in the seven losses, but you get the point. When the offense performs anywhere close to this, this team can win a lot of games. And you don't need 10 runs a night. You just need a happy medium between uh, what we saw in the losses in this most recent stretch and what we've seen in the couple of wins on Friday and uh, here tonight. So hopefully the Padres find some momentum offensively. Let's be honest. We've seen this story before. Big games from this offense. We just saw it on Friday in Arizona. And then the next couple of days, that offense is a, a very different looking group, including last night. So you hope, you hope, 
fingers crossed, the Padres can build some momentum offensively here. And uh, really nice to see him do it really up and down the lineup, scoring early, scoring often. And I thought as well, having really good at-bats against Jack Flaherty. I mean, they made uh, Flaherty throw more than 30 pitches in the first inning. And keep in mind that first inning, the leadoff double from Kim. But then Flaherty got the next two outs of Tatis and Soto. After that, Manny Machado, good plate appearance, he walks. Andrew Bogarts, good plate appearance, he walks. Jake Cronenworth on a 3-2 pitch, draws a walk, brings in a run, three straight walks. And then the grand slam for Gary Sanchez, which was a great piece of hitting. Pitch on the outer part of the plate, and Sanchez muscled it out beyond the right field fence for a grand slam. So I thought all in all, the first inning, and, and you could put the second inning in that category as well, with two doubles, one by Tatis, then a walk to Soto, two-run double for Manny Machado that made it a 7 nothing game. I just felt like the quality of at-bats, I mean, we've talked about the Padres. It seems like when they're at their best, they're grinding out at-bats. They're making guys work. They're working deep into counts. I know that's not going to be the approach every single night, but it did seem like they did a really good job against Jack Flaherty in that department. And Flaherty had by far and away his worst start as an Oriole since coming over. The first two, like we told you about pregame, pretty good here tonight for Flaherty. Three innings, seven earned runs given up, four hits allowed. He walked four. That was a big part of this game and uh, gave up the grand slam to Gary Sanchez as well. So that was the offense here tonight. How about the starting pitching? Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Runners lead the pitch. And on the outside corner, strike three call. Back to back K's to leave them loaded for Michael Waka. Michael Waka, our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. Picked up right where he left off since coming off the IL. Five innings, no runs given up, three hits. He walked one, struck out five. The only real trouble he faced was in that fourth inning when the Orioles loaded the bases, but he found a way to strike out both Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes back-to-back like you just heard there. Got out of the inning, and that was en route to five scoreless innings here tonight. So more Good stuff for Michael Waka. Certainly a boost to this rotation, especially if he's going to continue pitching the way he's pitched this season. I mean, you go back for a while, really from the start of May, and he has just been outstanding. Now, he missed a month and a half with the injury, the shoulder fatigue. Made his last start before tonight on July 1st. But here tonight, you knew he was going to be on a limited pitch count. Those five scoreless innings, you, you could not have asked for much more from Michael Waka. Taking a look at what Waka's done now since the start of May. I mean, the numbers are just awfully impressive. Even with the IL stint, since the start of May, 11 starts, a 1-1-0 ERA, 65-plus innings, a 0-8-6 whip, 162 opponent batting average. He's given up just eight earned runs in 65 innings and a third. 37 hits given up. He's just been outstanding. He really has. And he really shined in that fourth inning, getting out of trouble. And look, it all worked out, I think, tonight for the Padres, really in a number of senses, right? They have a game here tonight where you knew Michael Waka 
wasn't going to throw a ton of pitches. It was going to be somewhere in the 70s, probably low 80s, 85 pitches. And not only is he very efficient to start the game, a 1-2-3 first inning works around a two-out single in the second, 1-2-3 third. The only inning he really had trouble was the fourth inning, got out of it anyway, and then uh, works around a leadoff hit batsman uh, in the fifth inning. He was efficient. I mean, 77 pitches in five innings, that was good. And also, I'm sure it helped that he was pitching with the lead. From the very early part of this game, Padres score five in the first inning, and that had to help as well. So all in all, this game went, I think, about as well as you could have hoped uh, for Michael Waka and the Padres, the way it all transpired in the early part of this game. And Waka, a very nice outing in his return from the IL, and certainly a big boost for this Padres starting pitching staff, which for the most part continues to be very, very good here in 2023. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network when we come back. We'll have more of our nightly awards to give out. We have the full out-of-town scoreboard. We will take some of your phone calls coming up as well. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. You can also tweet at me or send me a message on Instagram if you want to get involved that way. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram as well, Sammy Lev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, or type in Sam Levitt on either platform. It should pop right up for you. Let me know what you thought about this game. Do you think it's a sign of things to come? Are you not sold yet? Let me know what you think about uh, the Padres right now. Happy to discuss it on the phone or uh, on social media. And if you're just listening, want to say hello, let me know where you're listening from. As always, you can do that too. Might just give you a shout out here on the air or interact with your question from Twitter or Instagram. Final score, Padres 10, Orioles 3. Back with more on our postgame coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as the Padres win it 10-3 over the Baltimore Orioles. Padres with a much-needed victory over a very good Oriole team. And now we'll see if the Padres can take this series tomorrow in the rubber game. A little bit earlier with the first pitch time tomorrow, just so you know, 5.40 p.m. first pitch tomorrow. Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Dean Kramer on the mound for the Orioles. Our pregame coverage will begin at 4.40 here on the Padres Radio Network. But still a lot to do here on our postgame coverage. We will get out to some of your phone calls here in a second. 833-288-0973. The number to call. Have some social media questions and comments to get to we have karina tuning in to the post game on the way home from work karina thanks so much karina saying uh i'll be sold once we win four in a row happy for the w tonight but let's go win more karina couldn't have said it any better myself uh one win is great you got to take it a game at a time if you want to have a real shot at this thing but yeah you got to do it night after night. We have seen this story before from this team, not just for one game. We've seen them win three in a row and have a good stretch or two and it really not amount to much uh, when you zoom out and look at the big picture. So, yes, for this team right now, it is about 
putting it together game by game. You can only do it one game at a time. So I'm not here to tell you that everything's uh, good and dandy right now, but uh, I am here to tell you that, hey, it starts with one and see if you can do it again tomorrow and, and the next day after that. The Padres, the good news here tonight, they had a lot, it seems, lose in front of them. Miami lost, Chicago lost, Cincinnati lost, Arizona did win, uh, San Francisco won, Philadelphia lost, but as far as the final wild card spot, Padres did pick up a full game, so they are now back to five and a half games out behind Miami uh, for that final wild card spot. They have Arizona, Cincinnati, the Cubs between them and Miami, so look, a lot of teams to leapfrog over. Five and a half back. They got a lot of work to do. It is not insurmountable, not even now, but we all know what it requires. It requires this team, and there's no way around it now. They got to get hot, like hot, hot, like kind of scorching hot. One win's not going to do that, but could be the start. You certainly cross your fingers, and uh, you hope so. Have another uh, message here. This is from uh, Exotic Goldfish. Uh, interesting username there. Uh... Is this the typical scenario? Uh, this is the tweet. Is this the typical scenario of Padres booming randomly, or have they finally hit their stride by beating the second uh, second best team in baseball? Uh, look, I'll, I'll address the the booming randomly part of it. I mean, I don't know. Time will tell, right? We, we've seen this. I mean, we saw it as recently as as Friday against Arizona um, when they scored ten runs on fourteen hits and they hit a couple of home runs and they look just like the offense you've dreamed of. They're six for ten with runners in scoring position, and the very next night they don't score a run, no runs on five hits, and the day after that they get three runs in the first inning against a rookie right-hander and Brandon Fod, who does not have good numbers. Three runs early, didn't score another run against them, got one run the rest of the game and lost that game 5-4 to four in Sunday in Arizona, as we know. So I, I have no idea, to be honest with you, and I will not make it like I can predict either way. Um, look, it is show-me time for the San Diego Padres, and now they got to show it. That's the only thing they can do right now, and that is string together good offensive days and wins. And can they do that? Time will tell. I will... Not even pretend that I know what's going to happen here because it's just been that kind of season that is so hard to predict and things that you, you, you thought should happen, would happen, have not happened. But, hey, you never know. 40-plus games to go is not insurmountable, but they've got to play some really good baseball here to uh, accomplish uh, that goal of getting to the postseason. So we'll see what happens in the days to come. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight, no doubt, Scott Barlow out of the bullpen for the Padres. Very nice job. Score the seventh inning, score the eighth inning. And they were pretty drama-free as well. A 1-2-3 7th inning struck out the two at the top of the order for the Orioles. Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson worked around a one-out single in the 8th inning. 6-4-3 double play off the bat of Ryan Mountcastle to end that inning. So a really nice job here tonight by Scott Barlow. And good to see him do that because it's been a bit of a, a mixed bag as far as results for Scott Barlow since the trade from Kansas City. 
Had that first really nice outing at Colorado, inning and two-thirds scoreless, then had a rough one against the Dodgers where he gave up three earned runs in two-thirds of an inning. Another rough one against the Dodgers later in that series. Three earned runs, five total in one inning of work, and not a great outing at Seattle. Scoreless inning against Arizona that came on Friday, and a really good one here tonight. And like I said, had to get through the uh, top of that order for the Orioles. So hopefully a sign of things to come, something that Scott Barlow can build on, one of the newer players, relievers on this ball club, and he will be our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. Before we get to your phone calls, let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight for that Grand Slam. Got to give it to Gary Sanchez. That was the swing of the night. And like I said earlier, a really nice piece of hitting from Sanchez as well. And that's a spot where you have a starting pitcher in Flaherty on the ropes. He's walking guys. He's got 30-plus pitches in the inning coming. And what was impressive about it, you look at where this pitch was for Gary Sanchez. It was a four-seam fastball, a 1-1 count. In fact, it was off the plate. And Sanchez just went with it, drove it out to right. Obviously, he's a strong guy and hits the first grand slam of the season for the Padres. It was home run number 16 for Gary Sanchez. And he is our player of the game. He continues to be really, really good. I mean, what a pickup for this team. I mean, 16 home runs out of a spot. Let's remember where the Padres offensively were not getting a whole lot of anything, and they weren't getting any power from that spot. Now, Luis Camposano had been on the IL. Certainly, if he had not had the injury, I, I think Luis would have, A, played there a lot, and B, provided a lot of power because he can do that. Um, and we've seen that from him at times this season. But Gary Sanchez, I mean, he may end up with 20-plus home runs this season. And I, mean, I don't really care about the batting average. He's hitting 221. You know what? Out of the catcher spot, considering what the Padres had there, what they lacked there, you know what? I'll take a 220-something batting average with 20-plus home runs. And by the way, I've thought really good defense. And you haven't heard a word about anything as far as issues with working with pitchers or, or any of that. I mean, you have guys like Blake Snell that have – totally you know sung the praises of gary sanchez and have so enjoyed working with them and you know i watch all these games i mean defensively i i think he's been good i think he's been really really good um so credit to gary he's he's done what you'd expect him to do what he's always done on the offensive side and that is hit home runs and on the defensive side the receiving side i mean he's he appears to be really good from what you can see and from what other guys say and what Bob Melvin has said, I, I think he's impressed a lot of people. I mean, it, it almost makes you wonder if, I don't know, the Padres would be comfortable going into next year with Camposano and Sanchez as their two catchers. That's way down the road. I have no idea what happens, but 
Tell you what, Gary Sanchez is, has been a really, really nice pickup. He deserves a lot of credit for what he's come in here and done. Had a big swing here tonight, the Grand Slam in the first inning to make it a 5 nothing game. All right, let's go to the phones. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone number. First, I'll read this uh, tweet here from a uh, San Diego Ute fan. Uh, saying, Dear Padres, get to 500 and I will renew my faith in you. Until then, not so much. Good game tonight, but it's only one. Very fair take, San Diego Ute fan. Um, very, very fair. And I can't argue with you. Um, I've said it. I think I said it last night. And I said it, I think, the night before. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll talk about the wild card race, five and a half out, getting a full game here tonight. But, but you're right. I mean, getting back to 500 before we even start thinking about the wild card, even though by the time you get back to 500, you might be really close to it. That, that's just the way it is here in the NL this season. But, yeah, I mean, getting to 500 is a prerequisite of getting that spot, getting a spot in the postseason. So, yes, this team first has to get there. I am in agreement on that. They first have to get there, and we can go from there. Uh, but 500 is not a place they've been in more than three months. So, yes, getting there, a place that has been really difficult for this team to get to, that's got to be goal number one. Everything else comes after that. So I agree with you there. We'll see. they got a long way to go to just do that. So here tonight, a small step in the right direction. We'll see what tomorrow brings. All right, let's begin things here tonight with Casey from Normal Heights calling in. Casey, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? I am doing fantastic, man. Uh, here with my mom, we have season tickets, 20-game package. Um, we're sitting in 302 tonight. Awesome. Uh, Kim, Kim was uh, leading off and, uh, and hit a foul ball right up to 302. And balls don't often wow. go in that direction, but I, I reached out. We're in the ADA seating, so I leaned over, came right to my hands. My hold, first, wait, uh, wait, foul ball hold on. Hold on. I, I think I saw this. Is this sort of near the booth? Oh yeah! I, I don't, oh yeah, buddy! Oh yeah! Wow! That was you. Did ever did that? Was that the one wherever where there was a big cheer? Yeah, it was pretty. Oh my pretty, goodness! Pretty that good was cheer. you. Oh, that is yeah. awesome! And you were with your mom as well. That is oh, that's tremendous. I I you know what? I was doing some work, but I heard the cheer. I did. Unfortunately, Casey, I did not see your catch. I heard the cheer from it. I, my head doesn't you know look up for every foul ball as I'm doing some work on my laptop or whatnot. But that is awesome. Good for you. I'm I'm glad uh, that happened. That that's an awesome moment. Thanks, man, and appreciate everything you do. You're uh, you're really fun to listen to on the ride home. Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure, Casey, and so uh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that, and and I'm glad you got to uh, got to share that moment with your mom as well. That's uh, that's uh, that's terrific stuff. Yeah, there was a great. It must have been good, Casey. I'll tell you that, and thank you for the call. It must have been good because that was a big cheer, and typically only if it's a really really nice catch by a fan, you get that kind of cheer. So, Casey. Nicely done. Got to sign you up, get you in a Padres uniform. Nicely done, Casey. Thank you for sharing that. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo calling in. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing a little bit better than last night, Don, so that's good. <laughs> that's good to hear. Yeah, well, 10-3 to 3 will help perk you up, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch a little bit on kind of the – I've been thinking about this because last night we we touched on kind of some of the statistical anomalies 
like the bad luck of the Padres in one run, one run and extra inning games. And we all, all have been talking all year about how bad they've been with runners in scoring position. And then, of course, not winning three in a row, we all know that. But the other kind of weird things about the season I want to touch on is, um, you know, we've, we've heard this, of course, but their ability to blow teams out one night and then kind of lose a squeaker the next. The, uh, the fact it took so long to get a grand, grand slam, you know, tonight was amazing it took this long. Um, the kind of collapse of the bullpen after really dominating the first part of the year, it's just a puzzle to me. Um, the fact that I think almost every position player on the team, except for Hassan Kim, has regressed offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, our DH has not performed well, at least in the first part of the year. There's just so many weird anomalies about this year, and I know yeah. that happens. It's baseball. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of weird. I thought I'd, I'd touch on some of them, see if you had any thoughts. And luckily our starting pitching has been dominant pretty much all year long. Uh, that's why we're still in it. So uh, hopefully they can get yeah. a little run here. And I'll be watching tomorrow night, Sammy. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on these anomalies. Uh, Don, appreciate the call. Uh, look, it's been a weird year. It has um, in a variety of ways. I mean, like you said, like you alluded to, you know, it's been weird in this in in a few different areas. It's been weird that you know, from an OPS standpoint, and certainly a runners in scoring position standpoint, so many guys have have just by batting average hit so much lower than what they've been at in their careers in those situations, which has led to the runners in scoring position team batting average being the worst or right there, second to worst. You know, in baseball, really all year and below 200 for a while this year. Now they're above 200 now by by a little bit. But look, it has not been great all year. There's no way around that. Um, yeah, so many different guys that it, that have, you know, from from different standpoints as far as uh, as far as run producing, um, you know, have not played quote unquote to the back of the baseball card, right? So that's been been weird, um, a weird part of it for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you. I know there's a lot of finger pointing that's gone on, especially the last uh, couple of weeks. I don't know why. I don't know what exact reason uh, that is. I mean, certainly that's a weird part of this season. Look, the one-run game issues, you know, the heartbreaking losses. Yeah, it it's been kind of strange that there just have been so many of these games that have that have not gone their way and. You know, part of that has also been just a, a team that has not clicked on all cylinders at the same time. Like the the timing of things from a starting pitching standpoint to a bullpen standpoint to an offense standpoint. There have been so few nights where it's all clicked together. And really, I guess, so few stretches of games where it's all clicked together. I mean, this most recent stretch where they've lost 7 of 9, and that includes the win here tonight, it's a good example of it. I mean, yesterday, I mean, you Darvish wasn't perfect, but you give up four runs. The names in this lineup, and I know they're facing a very good young right-hander in Grayson Rodriguez tomorrow, has a ton of talent. He may end up being great. But, hey, you know what? The Padres got a lot of talent, too, on their offensive side and in their lineup, and only one run on four hits yesterday. You know, I mean, points of the game Sunday, not adding on, and the bullpen faltering, and then, they scored 10 on Friday and respond somehow with no runs the day after, and they only give up three on the Saturday in Arizona. I mean, I can go on and on and on here. You get the point. I mean, if you need one of the weird stats, I mean, 0 for 10 in extra inning game. Not 0 for 10. 0 and 10 in extra inning games. Yeah, there have been so many 
weird and odd things. And then, you know, look, run differential is not my favorite thing to talk about. I understand it's a good barometer of, over the course of 162 that typically separates teams and typically is a pretty good indicator of what your win-loss record should be around. I understand that. But the Padres, from a, a run differential perspective, have, have really defied <laughs> defied common logic with it. Think about this, okay? And if you want to talk about the weird part of this season, okay, just by the numbers, I mean, he, he, here is a huge part of it. The Padres have a plus 61 run differential this season, right? That means they've scored 61 more runs this season than they've given up. That's quite a bit in baseball. That is the fourth highest, the fourth best run differential in the National League. It's nearly the third best, but it's fourth. Cubs have a plus 62. I mean, let me let me read you some of the other run differentials in front of them right now in the wild card race. I mean, San Francisco is only plus 17. Philadelphia evens at plus 32. Okay, they have the first wild card, so the Padres have nearly double the run differential in a positive way that Philadelphia does. Miami's at minus 37. Cincinnati's at minus 25. Arizona's at minus 21. I mean, <laughs> it just, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing. And then you look at the expected win-loss record, the Pythagorean win-loss record. Again, I'm not going to get too far into it here at 1040 at night, but, like, I don't know why the time of day would matter to me but i just i'm not going to start getting into what it all means and everything but uh, essentially what you should know is their expected win loss record by run differential that pythagorean win loss is actually 66 and 54 i mean if this team was 66 and 54 they'd be in the first wild card spot okay they'd still be behind the dodgers by a lot but you'd be firmly in the first wild card spot. So, um, yeah, it's been a, an odd year. Some of the things that have not made sense um, throughout the year, you know, there's still a, a hope, a chance that you can make your fans forget a lot uh, about a lot of that with a, with a run here at the end. One game's not going to do it. It's a step in the right direction, and uh, hopefully uh, it's on the weirdness does not continue because the weirdness has not been a good thing for this team here in 2023 to this point. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We have a full out-of-town scoreboard coming your way. We'll also play the Gary Sanchez Grand Slam one more time if you missed that call from Jesse Agler. We will also replay my one-on-one conversation right after the game with Ben Gamel, who made his Padres debut here tonight and had the two-run double in the fifth inning to make it a 10 nothing game. So a nice debut for Gamble. We'll talk to him again. You'll hear that and much more to come. Final score, Padres 10, Orioles 3. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 10 and the Orioles 3 as the Padres even up this three-game series. At a game apiece, Padres improved to 57-63. and 63. They do pick up a full game in the National League wildcard standings here tonight. They will end tonight five and a half out of that final wildcard spot. Orioles are 74-46 and 46 on the year with the defeat. Still a couple of things to do here on our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll replay my conversation from after the game with Ben Gamble, who did a nice job in his Padres debut here tonight. We'll also hear 
That Gary Sanchez grand slam from the first inning, in case you missed the call from Jesse Agler early on uh, here tonight. So the Padres score five in the first inning, two in the second. They score three in the fifth inning. They open up a 10 nothing lead. Orioles would get one in the sixth inning, couple in the ninth inning. But at that point, uh, not much harm. And so the Padres uh, have a very nice offensive game. Ten runs, 13 hits, and they had a ton of opportunities with runners in scoring position. They went 5 for 16 in those chances here tonight. So, again, what a difference 24 hours make. Uh, much better offensive showing here tonight than what we saw yesterday when the Padres had just one run on four hits. I do want to give a special shout-out to Levi. Levi, I hope you're listening. Uh, I met Levi right before I went on the field to uh, record my interview with Ben Gamble, and I told Levi I'd give him a, a shout-out here on the air. So, Levi, hope you enjoyed the win. Hope you had a great time at the game here tonight. Hope you're listening right now, and uh, shout-out to you. Thanks for coming to the game, and uh, thanks for rooting on the Padres here tonight. Let's take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final around the Major Leagues today. Guardians beat the Reds in Cincinnati 3-0. The Astros and the Marlins were tied at 5 before Kyle Tucker did this. And they missed it. This one's driven to right field. Good wood, good night. Upper deck shot to right field. Six to five Astros on the blast from Tucker. And that's his 23rd of the season. Kyle Tucker breaks a 5-5 tie in the seventh inning, gives the Astros a 6-5 lead. They go on to win it by that final score. That was Steve Sparks on... Astros Radio, 790 KBME in Houston. Red Sox beat the Nationals 5-4 in Washington, D.C. Alex Verdugo, a leadoff home run in that game for the Sox. Blue Jays beat the Phillies 2-1 in Toronto earlier tonight. Pirates beat the Mets 7-4 in New York. Braves blank the Yankees 5-0 in Atlanta. Yankees are 60-60. They are six and a half games out of a wild card spot. I said this during the pregame when we uh, went around the horn, took a look at headlines from around the major leagues. So the Yankees are at 500 in August or later for the first time since September of 1995. It's been that long since the Yankees have been at 500 this late in the season. It is not going well in New York right now. Twins beat the Tigers 5-3 in Minnesota. Matt Walner, a grand slam in that game, part of a five-run sixth inning. Cardinals beat the A's 6-2 in St. Louis. Nolan Arenado, Jordan Walker had a couple of first-inning home runs in that game. Rangers beat the Angels 7-3, a big day for Corey Seager. First pitch to Seager, he swings, hits a high fly ball to right field. Renfro turns, he watches that one, long gone. A majestic home run off the bat of Corey Seager that touched the moon. And that's the first home run loop is allowed to a lefty. It's the second home run hit by Seager tonight, and the Rangers lead 5-1. Jared Sandler on 105.3, the fan in Texas, as the Rangers go on to win it by a final score of 7-3 over the Angels. 
White Sox beat the Cubs 5-3 in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Luis Robert Jr., a home run in that one. Mariners beat the Royals 10-8 in 10 innings in Kansas City. Diamondbacks came back to beat the Rockies 8-5 in Colorado. They rallied in the ninth inning. They had a five-run ninth inning, I believe. Let me just double-check the box score here. We're still catching up. Yeah, how about this? Rockies had a 5-3 lead heading to the top of the ninth inning, and they lose 8-5. Diamondbacks scored five runs in the ninth inning. Tommy Pham had a big hit in that game. RBI double to give the D-backs a lead, and they storm back to beat the Rockies here tonight. Giants blanked the Rays 7-0 in San Francisco. Tyro Estrada, Wilmer Flores had home runs in that game. Dodgers beat the Brewers 6-2 up in L.A. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday around the major leagues. We'll hear our play of the game in just a minute or two, but first let's revisit my one-on-one conversation with Ben Gamel right after the game. Really nice Padres debut for Gamel. Made a very nice defensive play in right center field in the first inning, helping Michael Waka through a 1-2-3 frame. Then a two-run double in the fifth inning, made it 10 nothing. so he was a part of both the offense, the defense today. A lot of good stuff from Ben Gamel in his debut in the brown and gold. I caught up with Ben right after the game. Ben, congratulations on the win. Let's start with the defense in the first inning. You go back on that ball, playing in a park you haven't played in in a while. What was the key for you looking so comfortable out there defensively? Um, Nando was letting me know where the wall was the whole way. I was the whole way. Um, so a lot of confidence in him and you know his judgment out there. So let's go back to the at bat in the fifth inning. He throws you a slider on two two. You look ready for it. How were you able to handle that pitch? Um, yeah, I was just looking for a ball up and close to me. Um, honestly, it was probably a tick down than where I wanted to go, but um, you know, fortunately, I got barrel on it. So, you told me before the game you just wanted to win some ball games with the boys. I imagine this one felt pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Good to get that first one out of the way, and uh, you know, here's the many more. So, this building's been sold out a lot here in 2023. Your first time playing in the brown and gold here at home. What was that experience like? Oh man, it's great. You know, just. Really and truthfully, just happy the boys got the dub and, uh, you know, let's keep this thing rolling. Finally, Michael Waka making his first start in about a month and a half, five scoreless innings. From your perspective in right field, what did he do so well here tonight? I mean, um, just had people off balance all game. Looked like um, he was keeping him honest with the fastball and um, pretty much having his way with the changeup. Um, you know, I, I got to see him pitch once in El Paso this year and, you know, just continues to impress. Ben, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? Game. This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. And that's it in the air to right field. Santander's going back. He's at the wall. This one, gonna go! First grand slam of the season for the Padres comes on August 15th. It comes off the bat of Gary Sanchez, and the Padres have a 5-0 lead in the first. Our play of the game here tonight, no doubt about it, Gary Sanchez, the grand slam in the first inning, capped a five-run opening frame. First grand slam of the season for the Padres, the fifth career grand slam for Gary. Hit one last year, April of 2022. Very nice moment for Gary Sanchez, his 16th home run of the season. 
And that really put a big exclamation point on a big first inning for the Padres against Jack Flaherty, who would go just three innings, seven earned runs given up in his start. Padres set the tone early, five in the first inning, two in the second, three more in the fifth inning, jumped out to a 10 to nothing lead, and they go on to win it here tonight by a final score of 10 to 3. Looking ahead to tomorrow. Again, a little bit earlier game time tomorrow, 5:40 p.m. first pitch or Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show. We'll begin at 4:40 from here inside the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Pitching matchup tomorrow, left hand, uh, excuse me. Long night of talking. Sorry. Left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Dean Kramer on the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. And again, first pitch at 540, and the pregame coverage begins at 440. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the Padres, 10 runs, 13 hits, no errors. They left on 7. For the Orioles, 3 runs, 11 hits, 1 error. They left on 9. Winning pitcher Michael Waka, who improves to 9-2. and two. Losing pitcher Jack Flaherty, who drops to 8-8. Eight and eight. Time of game, 2 hours, 55 minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, 35,604. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Matty Rhodes. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 10 and the Baltimore Orioles 3. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.